Hello, and welcome to Small Business Digest Radio. My name is Don Mazzella, and I am your host for a program devoted to identifying strategies and suggestions to help small business managers increase profits, add sales, better manage cash flow, improve employee management, and streamline operations. Our guests are other entrepreneurs and experts offering their solutions to the problems and opportunities facing small business leaders. Our aim in each program is to provide one or two thought-provoking ideas or suggestions. So follow us on Twitter at hashtag 2SBDigest or at our website at www.smallbusinessdigest.net. We have a very unusual program today. We we have a, a group of ladies. Somebody uh, emailed me the other day and said, I don't have enough uh, women entrepreneurs on the program. Well, today we have five, so I'm really happy to, uh, to answer at least one email. But uh, I also want to say at this time that each of them uh, followed up from a, from a show uh, we attended for the pro. Uh, press, and uh, I keep emphasizing this in all of our, our discussions on, on radio when we talk to people, and say follow-up is the key to success, and, and these women today are here because of that. Uh, to start it off, and it's going to be a panel discussion, and I hope we get, we'll get uh, a lot of information out of it. I certainly know I'll, I'll learn a lot, but first we're, we're, we're going to start with, with Valerie, who's going to introduce herself and t- tell her about tell us about her unusual approach to this. Hi, Don. Thank you so much for having us today. My name is Valerie Guerrero, and I'm the founder of the Artisan Group. Um, we are an entertainment marketing organization based out of Northern California. Uh, and what we do is we're on a mission to introduce Hollywood, um, specifically celebrities in Hollywood, actresses, actors, to the best of the handcrafted movement. And we do it by providing owners of artisan businesses the chance to introduce their products to celebrities, industry leaders, VIPs, members of the press, such as yourself, uh, as we're participating in celebrity gift lounges. Um, And we also have, uh, we also work exclusively with many costume designers on hit television shows that we provide products for. So, uh, these, it's a collaborative approach to participate in, in celebrity gift lounges, and it's a marketing opportunity that would be prohibitively expensive for most companies, um, and it's surprisingly affordable through the Artisan Group. Okay. And, uh, and you brought with us to the studio here uh, some of your artisans. So, I did. Okay. So now I'm going to start, uh, I guess, with Ruthie Youngman. Uh, yes. Love your bling. I like that title. Yes. That's um, me. Yes. Love your bling. Okay, Ruthie. Uh, tell us. Go ahead. It's okay. Um, I specialize in um, crystal jewelry. I joined uh, the Artisan Group last October and have part- been participating in these uh, variety of events and television. Sorry, television show gifting. But primarily, my work is is jewelry design, and I've been running my small. Uh, jewelry design business on I started out on Etsy and now I'm working on my own Love Your Bling site 
Well, what's a bling? <laughs> bling. It's crystal. Lots of crystal. Lots of crystal. I'm actually a Swarovski crystal authorized branding partner, which means that they have verified that I use Swarovski crystals in the majority of my designs and have allowed me to use that in part of my titles when creating some of my designs. Oh, okay. So let's uh, let's go now to Me- Megan Workman. Oh. Hi, yes, Megan. Go ahead. Yeah, I you- am the owner and designer of MegsBrokenWings.com. And I, too, make jewelry. Uh, It's more geared inspirational, with the majority having uh, a signature wing theme so that it kind of goes with the name of my business. Okay. Uh, Our our next one, Julie Cleveland, Blue Morning Expressions. I I love these titles, by the way. I'm going to ask each of you how you came up with the title. But first... uh, uh, Go on, Julie. Um, that's okay. Uh, I create handmade beads of polymer clay, which is not really clay. It is a PVC compound, and I use those beads to create my own finished jewelry. And they're very colorful, and they're um, created with a plasticizer, so they're very sturdy, and they, they'll last forever. But I also use those beads to sell to other jewelry designers through my website. And in addition to that, I design cross stitch patterns and loom patterns based on my photography and my artwork. And our uh, uh, last panelist is Karen Foster, like mother, like daughter. Did I miss somebody? Hello? I'm not sure Karen's joined us. Lenny? Who have I missed? I think the four of us are here. Okay. I believe there's there's four of us in total today. Okay. Then we'll go on. I thought there was a fifth person joining us, and that's my fault. Um, uh, You know, my first question, and and I'll go, go back to Valerie for this one, is why did you start your own business? That's a great question. I I had I started the Artisan Group nearly four years ago. Um, I've always been a big advocate for handmade products, but I am also uh, a graphic designer. That's what my background has been um, for my most of my career. And I, I noticed on social media one day there was a competitor of mine that had uh, photos of someone holding their stationery, and it was a celebrity. And I thought, oh my gosh, that would be fantastic if I could do that. How, how can I do that? Did a little research, found out it was between between ten and twenty thousand dollars to do something like that on your own, which is there's no way a small business can typically do that by themselves. Valerie, you're going to have to talk up a little louder. Sure, sure. Uh, I was I was a little bummed that I couldn't afford something like that on my own, so I thought, you know, why why don't I get a whole bunch of people together where we can all split the cost, and then I can still get my designs out there, and I can help out others also that are in the same financial situation as I am, not being able to afford something like this on my own, Uh, and then we can all kind of uh, introduce our products to the celebrities at these events, and we can all get celebrity photos, but we won't all have to pay ten or $20,000. So that's how it was kind of born, 
it was never my intention at that time that this would grow into a pretty large organization, um, but it has. And it's grown to the point where I really don't have time to do my own graphic design anymore. I just, I manage 100% of my time goes towards the artisan group at this point. Well, okay, Ruthie, why did you start your business? Well, um, originally I had started out painting um, wooden shoes. Uh, they were called Dr. Scholl exercise sandals. And um, when I was looking for bling to add to the shoes, I ran across Swarovski crystals and the charms and things. And I decided to make a few designs. And as I shared them around my office, I'm actually a licensed clinical social worker by day, um, a lot of my coworkers started to ask me for custom designs. So I started doing that for them, and it turned into um, bridal designs, custom bridal wear, and opened up my shop on Etsy, and it's been going ever since. And I've now been able to turn the business from a hobby into a part-time business. When you say Etsy, what is Etsy? Etsy, E-T-S-Y. Um, it's a handmade marketplace where uh, a lot of handmade artisans are able to get started at a low cost, and I was able to do that, um, get my products out there. They help with marketing and things like that. But now I've managed to grow out of that a little bit. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Uh, M Megan? Yes. Uh, my business didn't really start out as a business. It was really a hobby for myself, and... Um, it was a artistic outlet for my personal time, and I started to realize that um, I had so much product that really was beyond anything I could wear personally or even give away. I just had tons of it. So it, it started to look like it was really marketable, so I sought out venues to sell. And being that uh, my handmade jewelry was for my personal time, because I do work full-time, I found online to be one of the best avenues for me to take. Uh, I, I, too, started out on Etsy.com, and I transitioned into my own standalone site, MegsBurkerWings.com, and we have a variety of different techniques that are on the site. We, um, I do personalized pendants. I do wing themes. It's just really... I just get into the creative moment, and I just start going. And when you start learning more and more techniques, it's just you just come up with more and more. So that's really what makes up the majority of my site. Okay. Julie? Well, I started, um, I've always been creative, and I started into the polymer arts after we had a few hurricanes in Florida and we had no power, and I ended up at the library looking for something to read. And I ran across the polymer arts. Um, book. So I thought, well, I can do that. Well, once everything settled down, um, I started making my own beads, and I started doing the show circuits in Florida up and down the coast, and I had my website over 10 years ago, so it was already established. I didn't be long before Etsy, so I started on my own website selling my own beads and things from the very beginning. Well, this, now this is fascinating. So I'll go back to, to Valerie to start. Well, no, I'm going to go back to Ruthie. Um, yeah. Love your bling. Yeah. What have you, you what have you found, found to be um, uh, the best opportunities? You're, you're all started out as craftspeople. You're all uh, into a, uh, an area where there are literally hundreds of thousands, about millions of. Uh, men and women like yourself. 
yeah. when you went, went out there, what did you find uh, as the opportunity, and what do you find as the difficulties in being an art, artist? Well, I, I have to say, with the jewelry business, there is a huge amount of competition, and it's very difficult to stand out, especially on a site like Etsy, where you know somebody can log in and, and search for any type of jewelry, and you're going to find millions upon millions of, of listings with similar items. And for me, um, I started out creating kind of a niche. I started out with um, specializing in these little tiny miniature teacups. And so I really built on that. I got a lot of attention from the site itself. I was featured in a couple articles. I was featured on their front page. And I sort of ran with that niche. Um, Now, moving into the bridal jewelry, it was a little bit more difficult because there was a a lot more um, competition in that area. But for me, the most important thing was customer service. I responded quickly to emails and convers- uh, questions from my customers. I quickly um, shipped my products so that I was getting a lot of positive feedback. And that's when I think has helped me stand out the most overall for my feedback has been just my quick shipping and um, having positive feedback from my customers has just been remarkable. And I've shipped to over now nearly over 30 countries worldwide. So I think that's what's helped me stand out in this really competitive um, area of jewelry. Well, that's very interesting because one of the things in our research and uh, what little I know about the the creative artist niche is the fact that uh, oftentimes they don't do good customer service. They don't answer properly. Yet you seem to have built a business on it. Yes. Yes, that's been, um, for me, I've always felt whatever I would expect from purchasing something online or even in a store working retail in my younger years, I would want that same sort of uh, respect and integrity, you know, to give back to my customers, and I've really built my business on that. Uh, Megan, uh, do you want to comment on that and uh, how you you handle your uh, customer relations? Definitely being very personable with customers, I found, too, uh, really helped with gaining the positive feedback to even have shoppers actually come back and give you that feedback because they don't necessarily need to. They purchase, they receive their item, but the more personal you are with them, that, that it kind of generates a relationship to where they want to they want to come back, they want to say how much they love it, how much they enjoy it, how they can see, you know, how much love and attention you gave the item that they received because it is handmade, and there's a connection usually between buyers and sellers. Well, Julie, you want to chime in on this subject? Yes. um, Online sales are so much different than selling in person, so you have to sell the product to your customers, which means that you need to have good photography, and you need to be open to suggestions and conversations with them. And I think part of my website is, is more personable because I have a... Um, a dog, and we talk about these products that we we have, um, how they're made, and I'm open to talking to customers prior to the sale. And I treat it like, you know, they would be at my booth in a show. So, you know, you have to give them good customer service because they have nothing to touch. Well, Valerie, you've totally changed how you, uh, your business how do you find new people to represent? Well, I, I would have to agree with uh, all the points that Megan, Ruthie, and Julie made. It's, it's customer service is very critical. Um, for me, 
uh, my organization is a very an exclusive organization. It's by invitation only. Uh, it is a juried organization. And what that means is, is that I personally look through every application that comes through our website and decide whether or not that person would be a good fit, uh, whether their product offerings would be a good fit for the events that we're recruiting for, some of the stylist opportunities that we have on television. Uh, and only about 30% of those applicants make the cut. So, uh, you know, I, I don't really spend a whole lot of time recruiting um, because it's, at this point, after four years, it's word of mouth. I have many, many testimonials from our members that have been very successful working with the artisan group and getting their, their products on television uh, and getting photographs of their products with celebrities that, you know, it's word of mouth at this point. I have people that apply just by hearing their colleagues, their peers, maybe their competitors that are using the artisan group as a vehicle to market their, their products. So I, I rely heavily on, on word of mouth um, and the good work that the artisan group has done in helping promote. But, you know, one of the other challenges that I personally have, I don't have a product offering that I, that I handcraft myself. My, my job is running the organization. Uh, I find that the biggest challenge for me is finding a balance. And, and many of your listeners will, will concur that when you own your own business or you run your own business, you're wearing every hat in an organization. You're the marketing guy. You're the uh, salesperson. You do all the social media. You do all the customer service. You follow up on all of the emails. You're the project manager. You do all of this by yourself. So balancing your time between your personal life and your work life can sometimes be a real challenge. So. I struggle with that every day, and I try to only respond to emails after hours if it's, if it's mission critical. Um, but that's definitely something that's super hard when you own your own business. Well, Julie, how do you yep. balance your life as an entrepreneur and as an artist? Um, I started out with a five-year plan, and I am a note-taker and a task-driven person. So everything that I do is written down either future plans or today, you know, I scheduled a radio call-in. And everything is marked off my list as I go. But that frees me up for um, any disasters that might happen, like a website crash. Um, so I have, you know, my rest of my year planned and new products included. I wish I could say that. <laughs> I wish I could say I could write things down. Obviously, I don't. <laughs> Um, Megan, what about you? You're with Broken Wings. Uh, how do you balance two? Well, in the beginning, it was really difficult because it being a hobby and, and never owning a business before, um, it was very overwhelming. But what I just did was um, con continuous education. I needed to find out how to make a website successful. I had to learn about the... SEOs or the search engine optimization. I had to learn how to tags to draw online shoppers in through Google. And after about, it was about a two-year period that it really started to calm down. I really felt like I knew what I was doing. Um, but I still, I, I learn every day, and the more I learn, the more traffic I bring to my site. And work is work, you know, nine to five, and the rest of the time I really with my kids and make jewelry. <laughs> well, that only leaves you, Ruthie. Yeah. 
Yeah, this is definitely something that I struggle with um, even even to this day. I, I've been doing this for almost six years now. And uh, as I said, I started out working full-time in another completely different industry. And so bridging into doing this on a, even a part-time basis has been incredibly taxing on myself and my family. Um, we've, you know, it's been definitely a challenge to I still am learning how to schedule time and schedule things, and I, I've had to um, turn off my store, turn off my website and things to, just so that I won't respond because I'm just so quick to every email, every message. I don't like my customers to wait. I, I like to be on it. I like to answer their questions. Um, but for a family, that doesn't work out so well. So I definitely have tried to um, schedule more time, schedule time off, from you know being available around the clock and it's true like Valerie said with a business like this uh, I mean it's 24 hours a day seven days a week it just never ends but I will say that having after having joined the artisan group um, I have learned so much from the other members as far as business and how to run a business and what to do and what not to do that that really has helped me tremendously on getting more organized and then uh, your website yes loveyourbling.com www.loveyourbling.com. Spell it out. This is radio. www.loveyourbling.com. Love your bling. See, I would have put a L-O-V-E. See? Oh, did I say it wrong? <laughs> L-O-V-E-Y-O-U-R-B-L-I-N-G. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. Thank you. No, I appreciate that. No, definitely. Loveyourbling.com. Okay, we're going to go back back to Va- Valerie. Uh, the, those three ladies are just giving you a big commercial. But uh, what, what are some of uh, the obstacles you faced? The obstacles we faced within the artisan group? Mm-hmm. Well, I think that some of the challenges that we face at some time... No, no, that you face running the art- oh, artisan. Oh, yes, I face. Oh, my goodness. Well... Time. I wish I had. I wish I had six assistants, to be honest, uh, or more hours in the day. Uh, I, I manage four to six big events per year, from beginning to end. I, I begin planning each event four to five months in advance, and simultaneously, we are working with costume designers for television shows. So, at any moment in time, I could have two events going on at once. Plus, we're also sourcing products for two or three different television shows. So. For me, it's critical that when I get the information out to the members that everyone reviews everything and and, um, is able to follow along with the deadlines and and receiving products on time and that kind of thing. That's a bit of a a challenge sometimes. But, you know, for the most part, the members do a great job in making sure that they uh, manage their time well and are able to get their products in on time. And if you get your products in on time, then I'm able to get the products back to to the television studios. So... It all works out really well. Well, let's go a little deeper into that. Um, a television show uh, uh, comes to you, and, uh, do they want jewelry? Do they want shoes? What is it that they want from you and, and your members? That's a great question. We, we do send out, when we, when we send out our pitches to the TV studios, we say, hey, you know, we have members that create bath and body products. We have members that create little um, uh, clothing for children. Um, 
We also have jewelry, obviously. We have accessories, scarves, members that make scarves and that kind of thing. What would be the best fit for you? What are you looking for to, to dress your actors and actresses? And then they will come back with, hey, we're looking for this. We're looking for bracelets. We're looking for scarves. We're looking for knitted hats. And then from that list, I take it back to the members and say, hey, you know, this television show is looking for these products. If you're interested, here's where you can book your spot. And then we just go from there. Okay. Um, but, uh, for instance, would a show come to you if a, uh, an hearing uh, is needed uh, for a crime show, uh, but it's distinctive, they would come to you and say, we're looking for a distinctive hearing? We have had some some specific requests. Uh, sometimes we're able to help them out, and sometimes we just may not have exactly what they're looking for. Um, in fact, I just got an email this morning from the Vampire Diaries, and they sent us a picture of it, a bracelet, and they said, do you have anyone that could make a bracelet that kind of looks like this? So as soon as I get off this call, I will be sending out uh, a message to all the members saying, hey, we have uh, a specific visual of a bracelet. Can anybody make something that looks kind of like this? So, you know, it does happen. It just depends on what their specific need is at that moment. Well, Ruthie, let's go back to you, and let's talk about a family balancing family. Uh, Is your family involved in the uh, business? Um, Well, my husband has helped build my website, loveyourbling.com, and he's done a very good job of that and maintaining that. So he's my tech support, and he also ships my packages. So I package everything up, and he takes them to the post office, which is a big help to me. But for the most part, I do everything myself, um, designing, listing, photographing, uh, marketing, everything I've done myself so far. I'm looking into possibly adding an assistant, but I have up to this point done everything myself. And so my family, um, I think it's very difficult for them to understand that this is a business. I think they're still kind of, uh, they still treat it kind of like a hobby that uh, I'm just kind of having fun up there with my jewelry and all my beads and things like that. I don't think they understand necessarily the gravity of of all that I have going on and all that I'm balancing, and that's really hard to um, express to them. Well, um, are you profitable now? Yes, thankfully, yes, I am. Um, I am, but uh, for still, for some reason, it just looks like I'm having fun. <laughs> when I've got all my beads and crystals, it just looks like fun. Um, I have two little boys, and so they just they kind of have their space in my studio where they. Uh, I have my older son. He's eight. He's actually kind of given me some tips on a couple designs, which has been quite fun. When I've done some specific television shows um, and gifting for them. And he kind of gives me his input, which I appreciate. Oh, oh! Now we'll go to Megan. First off, what's your website? Uh, mine is www.megsbrokenwings.com. M E G S B R O K E N W I N G S. Okay. Well, what about you? How do you balance life and the art and the business? Well, as far as my hobby, um, I have my workstation essentially in the center of my house. So <laughs> I can watch the kids play and I can sit there and drink coffee. I can brainstorm and come up with ideas. And there definitely always is a time for making jewelry and there there is a time for family. So you just have to make that separation. Okay. 
Julie, what about you? You have a dog, I know. <laughs> yes, I do, and that's the name of our website, bluemorningexpressions.com. His name is Blue Morning, so it's B-L-U-M-O-R-N-I-N-G-E-X-P-R-E-S-S-I-O-N-S.com. And my husband is about two months from retirement. Huh. And he builds hot rods. So he's pretty busy out in the garage, and I'm kind of free to do whatever I need to do to create or run all of the other aspects of my business because I do it all, you know, from the beginning to the end. I am my own employee. Well, does it get lonely on occasion? Um, I set aside the evenings and the weekends for him, so we do, you know, um, we do spend uh, quite a bit of time together and since I've been doing this for over 10 years everything is well established and running quite smoothly in the first couple years it was rather hectic as I was rebuilding and and setting up things but um, I try to add a product line every year so that has branched off into a couple other websites but um, they're pattern downloads so there's really no maintenance involved in that and all they do is just buy them and download them but as far as making the beads I have beads everywhere (laughs) <laughs> We're back to you, Valerie. What's your website? Our website is theartisangroup.org, T-H-E-A-R-T-I-S-A-N-G-R-O-U-P.org. And just to kind of piggyback off what some of the gals said, you, you had posed the question, does it get lonely sometimes? I think that's one of the great things about the Artisan Group in that it does bring together hundreds and hundreds of these artisans that um, maybe they uh, run their business as a supplemental income, maybe they also work full-time and they, they handcraft jewelry on the side, maybe some of them, as, as a lot of these gals here today, uh, this is their full-time business. So sometimes it can get a little lonely when you're running your own business and you don't have that social co-worker meet-up-in-the-break-room kind of environment. Um, the Artisan Group does have uh, a little group that we have all gathered in that we network with each other and we share resources and we give opinions about products and what do you think about this and what do you think about this and how should I package that and you would think you know you know the stereotype is oh a bunch of women will be catty and not support one another and that couldn't be farther from the truth Um, we have a very positive environment for the artisans in our group and everyone is very supportive and they cheer each other on and they're always having each other's back and self, you know, cross-promoting with each other Um, and it's it's a really great place for them to have that social aspect of kind of having a co-worker to work alongside with. Well, um, I'll start with you. What advice would you give someone who's starting out or for that matter who's uh, been working out a couple of years? What have you learned that you'd like to pass on? For me personally, I would say if you're going to go into business for yourself, the one of your biggest um, assets is going to be your brand. Spend time building your brand. Spend a little bit of money hiring someone that can actually create a fantastic overall brand for you, and that includes your logo. That includes your social media avatars. That includes you know, how you craft your tweets build an entire brand for yourself um, so that everything, all the look and feel of your logo and even your color schemes within your within your brand is all consistent and flows through from 
from uh, your Facebook page to your Twitter page to your Instagram page. Make sure that branding is solid and you stick with it. Mm. Ruthie, what Mm -hmm. what would you uh, say to someone who's starting out or in business that you've learned? Oh, well, definitely, I agree with Valerie on the branding aspect, but it's also just educating yourself, just constantly getting as much education you can about small business, you know, the legal aspects, trademark, um, things that I kind of overlooked in the beginning and now um, am, am slowly working into my business, but uh, learning about business plans and all the things that I think sometimes an artist forgets about um, just because it's not really their, you know, their expertise, but to get help if you don't know, to get help or hire someone that's going to help you with that aspect. That's start good advice. Megan, uh, what would you say? Well, as far as... Uh my business background, I essentially didn't have any, and because my business is going to be primarily online, I really needed to educate myself on how people could find me. So it's a, it's a constant updating sequence as far as um, tags and um, search-specific items for people to find, or they won't find you at all. So being consistent with some of your tags so that they're always the same when people look for you, as well as something that is always going to find that type of item, you know, search words and whatnot, that people would plug into Google so that you can pop up. That was um, the biggest thing I worked on the past couple years. And since I've done that, the traffic to my site is more than quadrupled. Okay. Now, Julie, you get... What about you? What have you learned that you'd pass on? Um, when I started this, because I have a business background, I treated this like a business from the very beginning. And I would suggest doing a five-year plan in the very beginning and reading everything you can possibly find and get your hands on to learn how to set up a business. And the first thing I did was create an employee manual. Not that I had any employees but me, but I needed a, something in writing because I am task-oriented to follow every time I had an order, if I ever got an order. And I've been doing the newsletter for over 10 years, every month religiously, whether I had anyone to give it to or not. So it's kind of like you have to set um, your standards and you have to set your your uh, business up um, with using, you know, the same type of techniques that a corporation would use. And the other thing is is that you have to be consistent. And I am not good with the branding part of it. My brand has bounced all over the place in 10 years because my business has changed. So now I'm always learning that. So you need to have that solid in the beginning as well. But I'm with everybody else. You know, you just keep learning as you go. And I've been doing websites since the mid-'90s. So I have a background in website design, but that was before Google. So now I'm learning and changing and keeping up on all of the marketing and SEO opportunities that are available. And I just wish I had more time. Well, we're back to you, Valerie. Your website again, and any last thoughts you'd like to make? Uh, Our website is theartisangroup.org. Last thought. I have a question. Yes. Let me interrupt you. How did you get the .org? Well, it's an organization. Uh, When I started this company, I did not foresee that it would become 
a business per se. I, I really force you know my entire vision for the company or the organization was that it would be just an organization. Uh, I didn't know to what extent, but I didn't really think it was going to become a full-blown company as it is today. Uh, so the, and and also the artistgroup.com was taken, so <laughs> I <didn't laughs> had no choice. <laughs> so the artistsandgroup.org was born, and it was a good fit anyway. I think it's a better fit for us to be an organization than a dot com. I, I think it's a terrific. No, I think it's terrific. Uh, if I could figure a way to do it, I I always recommend co- companies come up with something besides dot com. Right. But anyway, I interrupted you. Please finish. Oh. I would just say, you know, any last words that I have about uh, being a a small business entrepreneur is, you know, uh, be positive, and uh, there's always going to be people that will try to say, you know, maybe this isn't good for you, and and just be true to your dream and keep pushing, and don't ever let anyone say you can't do it because you absolutely can. Well, that's terrific. We'll go back to Ruthie for a final thought and your website. My website, again, is loveyourbling.com. And um, I think, yes, I, I agree with, with Valerie. You know, I, I've had a lot of people kind of say that this wasn't really going to be a business or that I was kind of wasting my time. But, um, you know, I've had some doors closed here and there, but I know that everyone has been an opportunity to something else, and I'm thankful for that. And uh, I just, you know, for any artisan out there that is looking to um, start their business, I say go for it. Go for it. Educate yourself, but go for it. (laughs) That's great advice. Megan? Yeah, I would have to say, um, as far as running a business, you you really need to have a support system. And mine essentially started with my family, my husband, though he doesn't help out any. (laughs) He definitely supports everything that I do. So I always had that solid foundation, and that was a good thing. Uh, when I joined the artisan group was the support system. It just built on top of that. So anytime you felt like you couldn't, you always had somebody saying you could. So you always had that reassurance. And, Julie, you get to say the last word. Um, I would suggest don't follow trends. I would suggest do your own thing and do what's comfortable for you and whatever is in your heart to do. And when the opportunities are presented to you, take advantage of as many of them as you possibly can, such as the artisan group. Um, they present so many opportunities for us to, you know, get the exposure that we would not be getting. Even if it's nothing more to say that I did this, I gave to the Primetime Image QBK hosting lounge. You know, it's all part of your overall package. So take advantage of those things that you can participate in. And uh, your website again? It is bluemorningexpressions.com. All right. Ladies, thank you uh, today. Uh, I know I I learned a lot. And uh, uh, what can I say? You're uh, you're, uh, as good a businesswoman as you are uh, artists. Thank you all. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Come back again in the new year and we'll talk further sounds great thank you for listening tonight all of our guests are invited because they offer actionable advice to our audience they do not pay to join us but rather demonstrate their capacity for helping our audience add profits thank you for listening and we'll be here again next week with other experts to talk about ways to improve your profit picture 
Remember, we're here every week at blogtalkradio.com slash smallbusinessdigest. If you like what you heard today,